Welcome to the Equine Connection Podcast, where health, nutrition, and love for the horse come together. This podcast is brought to you by Tribute Superior Equine Nutrition. I'm Dr. Chris Mortensen. And I'm Dr. Nicole Rambo. Hey, Nicole, how are you? I am good, and I know you were super excited to talk about today's topic. <laughs> Diarrhea, just... <laughs> Uh, whatever, you know, spring is spring is in the air, right? In Ohio. And it's whatever that you just always lose stools. I'm always expecting that with our horses in the spring without lush grass, but you know, diarrhea can be a serious problem, right? Oh, absolutely. You know, it's something that is a super wide range. So like you said, in the spring, totally normal to see some loose stool. On the far end of that, there are some causes of diarrhea or just long-term severe diarrhea can can actually be a huge health impact because horses get dehydrated and lose electrolytes. And I mean, not that you hear of a horse dying from diarrhea all that mm-hmm. often, but it, you know, gets pretty far down that complication path when we have really severe cases. Yeah, it is. I mean, it, 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 it just... Well... Yeah, dealing with it in, in, in all sorts of types of situations. So we're going to kind of get that get into that today. So I guess you could just from a from the nutritionist physiologist standpoint, what is what do you consider diarrhea? I mean, we can go from the extreme. I guess describe diarrhea, what normal stools should look like, and then I guess maybe you can just talk quickly about constipation or really dry stool because you know in the winter we see that quite a bit, a little bit, right? Yeah. So there are actually some scoring systems for manure um, that give grades to them in terms of looseness and kind of amount of moisture. So very fundamentally, diarrhea is just manure where not all of the water has been reabsorbed in the hindgut of the horse. So when we think about how digestive moves through the digestive tract, it's actually a, a very, like, it's a slurry, if that makes sense. It's a very wet, uh, high moisture thing, really all the way until the end of the horse. And I'm not doing a good job of explaining <laughs> this. Um, but for example, if you, you know, have the opportunity to see what comes out of a cannulated horse, um, where they put a cannula in the hindgut of the horse, it doesn't look like manure. I joked in grad school that it was pre-manure, mm-hmm. but it's, it's fairly wet. It doesn't look like what manure does. But in the very end of the process, one of the last things that happens is this reabsorption of water. So it goes from the digestive tract. It's absorbed into what we call the blood side of the horse, right? So it could go do all the jobs that water does. When we have a million of different things that can go wrong, not all of that water is reabsorbed. And that's where you get diarrhea, which can range anywhere from just straight liquid to slightly loose stool. And then as you point out, there are sometimes reasons that too much moisture could be pulled from horse's manure. Generally, we don't really talk about it in the term constipation, but it Mm -hmm. it really is the same thing. What we call it is what ends up happening is an impaction. Mm -hmm. So that manure gets really dry. It pulls out too much moisture. 
and you can have an impaction at the kind of end of the digestive tract of that really dry manure balls and your vet will actually reach in and they can feel it and say, oh, we have a rectal impaction here. And in that case, it's moving usually too slowly. So it's pulling too much water out. So both things are bad. Yes. (laughs) Um, (laughs) On either end of the scale. There is a range in the middle of normal, and I think I've probably talked about this before, but one of the things you can monitor as a horse owner is the consistency of your horse's manure. If this horse is always on a little bit of the loose side, knowing that it's that horse is normal is really helpful when all of a sudden you have dry, hard balls. You're going, oh, wow, something's mm-hmm. going on here, or vice versa, a horse who generally tends to make you know, horse apples all of a sudden has really loose manure, that's going to kind of raise a red flag for you. But there kind of is a variation of what would be considered normal. And it's very helpful to just, you know, pay attention to your horse's poop. Yeah, always, always, you know, the the poop tells you a lot about their their health and and everything that's going on. So it's just, it's it's important. It's, It's an important part of management. So great point, great point. One of the questions I want to ask you is, is defining acute diarrhea versus chronic, you know, I know, and then we're going to start breaking down some of the causes, but if we can kind of just touch upon that real quick and and then what a, I guess more of a chronic case would mean for a horse's long-term health. Sure. So acute is, I mean, simply what it says, acute is short-term pops up and goes away. Chronic is something that stays around for a while. And, you know, both of them can be bad things, right? There are mild cases of acute diarrhea. The example that you brought up, we've just introduced our horses to grass and we're doing it in the slow measured way that we should. But generally they do tend to get a little bit loose during that time. That might be an acute case of mild diarrhea that clears up within a day or two. Chronic diarrhea in terms of health impacts, these are tough because, you know, I've looked at, there's, you know, research studies into chronic diarrhea in horses. And there are estimates anywhere from 30 to 60% of those chronic diarrhea cases are not diagnosed. Meaning that horses are living with this chronic issue and we can't get to the bottom of what is causing it. And the biggest thing we're concerned about in horses with diarrhea, whether it's acute or chronic, is dehydration because they're meant to be reabsorbing that water. So it can cause dehydration, even if they're drinking what is their normal amount of water, just because they're losing more from the body. You can also have some electrolyte disturbances that happen. More typically an issue with your acute, like super severe onset diarrhea. However, I have run into cases where horses have had issues because they have chronic diarrhea. And one of the things that gets absorbed along with water is quite a few of your electrolytes in the hindgut. And then we add the stress of sweating in the summer where you have more electrolyte loss on top of chronic diarrhea. And then I have observed some cases where we've had some pretty significant issues because of that. And then, you know, in terms of the other health impact of chronic diarrhea, a lot of times they're not digesting their feed very efficiently. So it's going to come along with things like weight loss or rough hair coat or just kind of a a general depression in well-being 
even if there's not one very specific symptom of that. Those horses are just poor doing in general. Right, right. Well, and I, and I think when when looking at you know what diarrhea and the topic of this week's podcast, causes of diarrhea, is important because it, it's keen owners into what is causing it. So we want to remove that cause, right? So going down this path, and then we can kind of tile this up at the end. You know how to how to kind of deal with this. We talk dietary, lush pastures. You're going to see it. Go around, look at horses' rear ends during the spring. You're going to see loose stools. What else? in the diet could cause diarrhea? Mm, good question. Any rapid diet change can definitely cause that. Part of the reason you see diarrhea in spring is A, the grass is lush, and it's just fundamentally a lot of times a shift. It's also a lot higher moisture. So sometimes it's simply that they're drinking their normal amount of water and then consuming so much moisture by eating grass that we see some of that. Any quick dietary shift, it doesn't have to be grass, can create transient diarrhea. Another one nutritionally would be things like feeding really high NSC diets, so sugar and starch. Twofold, one, it could contribute to gastric ulcers. And even though they're totally different ends of the digestive tract, diarrhea can be a symptom of gastric ulcers. Two, if some of that starch is getting to the hindgut, it can really disrupt the microbes that live in the hindgut, causing a hindgut dysfunction that creates diarrhea. And then kind of the final nutritional one that comes to mind is feeding too much fat in the diet. So you will see horses, if they're supplemented with so much fat that not all of it is absorbed in the small intestine, it gets to the hindgut. All of those bacteria that live in the hindgut they don't like fat. They, in fact, are killed by fat. Uh, polyunsaturated fats have a detergent effect on a lot of our fiber digesting bacteria. So again, you upset the hindgut because of things that are not meant to be back there ending up there, high starch or high fat. Those are kind of the nutritional ones that are, you know, coming to mind off the top of my head for diarrhea. Okay. Okay. Well, and then, so chicken that checking that box off, looking at physical causes. I mean, I'm thinking age, uh, other things that, that might induce diarrhea. Cause do we definitely foals? I mean, full heat diarrhea is a big thing. I know there's a lot of research still ongoing in that area, but are there other age effects or other, any physical things that, that could cause diarrhea? Mm, good question. I vote we make like full diarrhea its own podcast because yeah, we could talk the we whole will, time on that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, okay. so we'll leave that off the table for this okay. one. You know, age by itself shouldn't really cause diarrhea just because a horse is old doesn't mean that'll happen. But it could be an indicator that they're not digesting their diet very well. Uh, so particularly in these horses who they have decreased mechanical breakdown of hay, if they're fed a really stemmy diet, we could see some issues there. The other one um, I'm thinking would be, you know, there, there are definitely examples in the literature of uh, diarrhea being caused by something like a lymphoma. Um, so that would be a structural issue in the digestive tract. 
Um, so those are kind of things that are coming to mind in that particular category. And by the way, I, I kind of joked when we started that we could just make this whole podcast me <laughs> listing things that cause diarrhea. I know, I know. Well, so, th- you know, thinking because as an owner, you have to sit there and okay, my horse has diarrhea. Why? It's not spring. So here's a big list. And, you know, going in there and, and like you said, reading the literature, illnesses, Lots of illnesses can cause diarrhea, and not only us, but in our horses. But what are some of the ones that are more common that could induce diarrhea in, in a horse? Yeah, absolutely. So you can have diarrhea be primary or secondary to an illness. So it, let's break this into like a couple categories: infectious disease. Uh, so something like a Potomac horse fever coronaviruses, not the same one that people get, uh, but the coronaviruses that horses get cause diarrhea. Those would be two pretty common ones. You have a lot of bacterial pathogens. uh, So C. diff, for example, salmonella would be another one. Salmonella is pretty interesting, actually, because healthy horses will carry salmonella. And then when their digestive tract is upset by something bigger, a really stressful event, a colic, that salmonella growth can explode. And then all of a sudden they have diarrhea, which is infectious, right? Salmonella spreads horse to horse. If, if you've ever brought a horse to like a major clinic, one of the things that happens is they are monitoring all of those horses for salmonella while you're there. So those would be some examples, by no means a comprehensive list, but of primary causes of diarrhea. Then in terms of sickness, a lot of times diarrhea could be secondary, whether that is because they are running a fever or they've had a lot of antibiotics. Um, Stress in general in horses can cause diarrhea. So it's not always that diarrhea is the primary issue, even if it is the thing that you are functionally seeing. So when you're working with your veterinarian, a lot of times in a workup for a horse who has diarrhea, particularly if it's acute, One of the things they're going to do is they're going to take a fecal sample and they're going to send it to a lab, which is going to screen it for a bunch of these infectious issues. Um, So bacterial and viral issues, they, depending on the part of the country you live in, for example, if you live in a place and it is the time of year for Potomac horse fever, they may send off a test for that. So there are a lot of things that they would be testing for in these particular cases. Well, yeah, and even one of the things, you know, is is strong oils, you know, the insisted type that when they're insisting in the intestinal lining causing issues. So so parasites. So oh, absolutely. Good, yeah, you want to make sure you have a good uh, deworming program set up or at least do a fecal float and, and identify the parasites and treat. Just before we go in and talk about how to kind of manage this, the other cause I read is the overuse of, you know, uh, NSAIDs, pain relievers. Any others that that are kind of stick out to you that that can induce diarrhea? We've covered quite a bit so far. We have, and that's a good one you bring up. So overuse of NSAIDs can cause right dorsal colitis, which is an inflammatory condition. There are other causes of inflammatory bowel diseases as well. So it's not always NSAID related, but basically if that lining of the bowel is super inflamed, it can cause diarrhea. Uh, Some other things I can think about, just general microbial imbalances, which can happen for lots of reasons. There's a lot of times it's hard to identify what that is. We also have things like sand accumulation. 
So that's, you know, particularly an issue in parts of the country where your footing is really sandy. Think Florida, for example. And then sometimes they're super odd. Uh, I'll give you two interesting cases that I've consulted on. One was a water quality issue. Mm, and yeah. This one was somewhat fascinating because it wasn't every horse in the barn. And this happens a lot. So they've ruled out the infectious stuff, right? And also it's not going through all of the horses. But consistently, we had chronic diarrhea in very specific horses. And ultimately, once we tested the water, there was a pretty high degree of bacterial contamination in that water, which the horses that had a healthier microbial population presumably were able to handle that. And those horses that, for whatever reason, maybe had a lower baseline microbial health or just not as robust a response would have issues with chronic diarrhea. And then kind of going back to that idea of this being oftentimes a secondary issue, I had another really interesting one in a horse relatively recently imported. And he would have chronic diarrhea and less maintained on like stupid high levels of probiotics, which was ridiculously expensive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like short term, you're like, yeah, sure, let's clean it up. But anytime it would go down, he would have diarrhea and his sheath would swell up. Mm-hmm. Like, well, this is interesting. And so, you know, working through this with this owner, we, we went through all the dietary stuff and all of that stuff. And, you know, ultimately that horse had an abscess in his sheath. Oh, <laughs> So that was, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. he had a low grade infection that yeah. they could basically overcome the symptoms of, which is like bonkers. She's probably spending 30 bucks a day on probiotics. <laughs> um, like that's not sustainable long term, no, no, but no, it wasn't no. until you dug into it more. So yeah, it's amazing. I guess one final one, things like toxic plants. Um, so if, if particularly if we had multiple horses who came up with an issue, um, checking your pastures, checking your hay, that would be a good place you'd want to look as well, which we probably should bump back up to the nutrition section, right, but right. that's, full it's circle. Yeah, it's a long list. It's a really long list of, of a lot of stuff. So, all right, as an owner, if I have to deal with diarrhea, I guess acute or chronic, how, how would you manage them? Because one of the things you mentioned earlier was, you know, electrolytes and the loss of, of electrolytes and, and water, all, all of those important things that horses need. So how do you approach managing them It's going to differ a little bit depending on the situation. So mild transient diarrhea that lasts a day or two, we're probably not going to do anything but watch the horses, right? Acute significant diarrhea, um, we're going to be very cognizant, particularly of that fluid loss. So that might be doing things to help increase water intake, whether that's flavoring your water, adding electrolytes to it, whatever. Um, in severe cases, that's going to mean you're, that's going to give them IV fluids. In our chronic cases, particularly those really tough ones where we've like ruled out literally all the crazy lists that we just talked about. And and in some horses we do that, right? We rule out all those things and they still have diarrhea. I am focused on things like water intake and then maintaining their electrolytes. That doesn't necessarily mean they need electrolytes all the time. It's going to be case by case. Um, in a horse who has mild chronic diarrhea, who is not doing anything and lives in a very temperate climate, eh, probably what they're getting in their feed is going to replenish their needs. But particularly, like I said, in those horses who are doing a job, they're living somewhere hot, they're sweating, we're definitely going to want to add 
additional electrolytes, um, particularly if they're more than a mild diarrhea case. If they're on the kind of verge where they're just like a little bit loose, you're less concerned about that because you know they're absorbing a decent amount of the water back. Um, but it's going to vary a little bit horse by horse. You know, some other things that I'm going to think about, what's the composition of the diet? Are there things I can do to improve the function of the hindgut? Whether or not that resolves chronic diarrhea, hard to say, um, but certainly you want to prevent that tipping point from getting worse because we know chronic, chronic dysfunction in the hindgut, for example, increases our risk of colic. Uh, it, you know, in severe cases, increases our risk of laminitis if you have that kind of endotoxemia-driven laminitis case. Rare, yes. Could it happen? Yes. So dietarily, I'm going to tick those boxes of, you know, lower NSC, not putting too much fat through them, which if you're just feeding a high fat concentrate, you're fine. You're not going to cause that type of issue with like a 12% fat feed. But if you're supplementing a lot of fat, then we could run into issues. And then I'm also going to focus on things that are going to support the hindgut. So really high quality, high fiber feeds, both from the quality of my hay and then in a concentrate, I might feed something that's, you know, 15 to 20% crude fiber coming from really good sources like soy holes, beet pulp, those really digestible sources of fiber. Further, just kind of a fun aside, you know, butyrate is one of the volatile fatty acids that is created in the hindgut from fiber fermentation. Well, if we feed a feed that is high in beet pulp, beet pulp produces kind of a higher amount of butyric acid compared to some of the other things that are fermented. So we can think about driving nutrients towards supporting hindgut health, for example, that actually supports the lining of hindgut. So there are some things that we can do there beyond just the fairly basic, don't feed them sweet feed and make sure they Mm -hmm. have good hay, but that is Mm -hmm. foundationally where we would start. Yeah. 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 It's a lot. It's a lot to manage. It's a lot to manage. Well, do you have any other final tips for dealing with diarrhea in horses? I guess two things push pretty hard to find the root cause, Mm -hmm. um, particularly in these chronic cases, because the importance of that can definitely be undervalued. Sometimes it just makes it so much easier to manage. Just like that example with that horse with a weird sheath abscess, you know, I know, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, after that, keeping the hind end of these horses clean goes a long way towards their comfort. That's what I was thinking. Because um, it, it does scald their skin. Mm-hmm. One thing that can be helpful is a little bit of Vaseline sometimes after you wash them up to just kind of help things slide off. So that's just a practical tip for when you're in that. Beyond that, things like pre and probiotics can definitely be helpful for some horses. In more chronic cases, there's some super fascinating work with things like fecal transplants, mm-hmm. where they're taking, um, you know, the bacteria that live in a healthy horse's manure, basically blending it up and putting it down a nasogastric tube. So there, there are things that can be done um, beyond some of your basic antibiotics and whatever if you've already gone down that path that can be used to help support these horses. And the research on that's actually pretty promising. Yeah, no, it's interesting. That that is that is interesting emerging research. And and I would just add, always discuss this with your veterinarian too. You know, it's great to uh, speak to a nutritionist like Nicole. So again, free resource with the tribute team. 
if you have concerns, if you have a horse with diarrhea, you don't know what to do, you can reach out to the Tribute team. Uh, free consultation there, always available to you. That link is always in the show notes. But also discuss this with your veterinarian because like uh, Dr. Rambo says, you want to get to the root cause of this, right? So yeah, f- fun discussion. It, 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 <laughs> I mean, it's, it's you got to deal with it. You have to deal with it. You got to deal with the hind end of the horse all the time, not just the fun uh, front end. But uh, thanks, Nicole. That was, that was an interesting talk. And uh, stay tuned, I guess, next week for another great discussion. Thanks, Chris. 